Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. This is the Evolution of Movie Show, and I am joined by Andy Rossi and James Shippy. Fellas, before we get into the movie, how are you doing this fine morning? That's a lot. What day is it? Who am I? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Ate a little bit of can too much candy yesterday. Uh, pulling the curtain back a little bit. It was Halloween yesterday. Yeah, I did the thing where, uh, well, I should say, Emmy, the amazing Emmy, she purchased a bunch of candy, which I loved, and now I ate way too much of it, but now yeah. I still got a bunch of it left over, and yeah. now I have that, you get that weird, like, it's my duty now to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was stupid, because I want to be that house that has the the giant, the regular size Snickers and regular size Kit Kat, oh, so yeah, I got yeah. all, like, the bigger size, because I'm like, I'm going to save it for some special kids. That special kid never came, so I kept it all. <laughs> so I was just sitting in my house. Yeah. How about you, James? How was the first yeah. Halloween as a uh, as a dad? Yeah, no, it was cool, man. We we dressed uh, Liam up in a little Yoda Yoda outfit and got oh. some Curious George thing from his cousin nice. uh, that he wore when he was a kid. So we were taking lots of pics and 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 meeting other families in in the in the uh, the complex. Uh, and then overnight, because we knew a couple people that put out bowls of candy, I'm out here incognito nighttime in my pajamas. She's like, go ahead and do what you got to do, my wife. So I'm like going to neighbors' houses and like scooping up candy quietly, <laughs> hoping that they don't see me. And, you know, at one point I was like, okay, if anyone comes out, they're like, oh, it's for the baby. It's for the baby. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. <laughs> this giant Snickers bar is for my baby. For, her, for the baby. <laughs> I was hoping Liam would be Liam Neeson for Halloween. Oh, man. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for giving me the idea. You told Next me one, one of his special skills earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of special skills, let's get into the show. Uh, this yeah. is the Evolution Movie Show, and we call it that because we, we watch movies and then we talk about them book club style. But we always pick one movie that came out a year after the last movie. So we started in 1990, went to 91, 92. Now we're in 2015. That means we go to 2016 next week. But for now, it's all about 2015, a time when theaters had hits like The Revenant, The Martian, and of course, The Wedding Ringer starring Kevin Hart. <laughs> but we aren't talking uh, about yeah. any of those. We're talking about Mad Max Fury Road. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, a woman rebels against a tyrannical ruler in search of her homeland with the aid of a group of female prisoners, a psychotic worshiper, and a drifter named Max. That's how IMDb describes it. This got a 97% on oh. Rotten Tomatoes, beating Edge of Tomorrow's previous high mark of 91%. Safe House, <laughs> by the way, is still at the bottom of the rankings at 53%. Uh, Andy, Thanks for that reminder, Jack. <laughs> Andy, uh, what were your thoughts going into this one? Did you see it when it came out? Uh, any, any thoughts going into it this time around? Yeah, I I had definitely seen it before. It's super fun. So I was looking forward to getting back into it because I hadn't seen it since I saw it in the theater. I did see the uh, original. I think there's I saw the original. I might have seen. Is there two with Mel there's Gibson? Three. There's three. three. I've, I've seen Mad I Max, know, Mad Max 2 and, and Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah. Beyond Thunderdome is such a cool title. I think that's yeah. the one oh, yeah. I haven't seen, actually. But I think that's probably the most memorable one, too. As far yeah, as Tina you know. Turner. Yeah. Mm. And Master Blaster. Oh, yeah. Who runs Barter yeah. Town? Master Blaster. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, dude, you got to see that one, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Master Blaster. Uh, Yeah, so I I was excited to get back and uh, check this one out. Yeah, uh, I saw this in theaters. I remember thinking that this is one of the most fun movies I'd seen in so mm-hmm. long. This is just a testosterone-fueled <laughs> madhouse of madness. Uh, but, you know, not to jump ahead, but it, it over, but that's just the mask over, which is kind of a female empowerment movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, mm-hmm, uh, but uh, I don't want to jump too far into that because we'll talk about it in a little bit. James, you picked the movie. Tell us why. Yeah, well, I went to see this movie in the theaters probably the first week or two. And, I, you know, to, to keep um, the habits going, I fell asleep in it. So, <laughs> Oh, this movie's so crazy. I, you know, I, I know. I just fall asleep in a lot of movies. Most people, yeah. if they go to movies with me, they'll see that happen normally at the second <laughs> act of a film. Um, so I fell asleep in this action-packed, loud, bo- you know, rambunctious film. But, I mean, like yeah, I said... how did that... you fall asleep in this one? <laughs> There's literally a guy playing a flaming guitar, and you fell asleep during this You're movie. like, flaming. Hey, look, man, that stuff's like white noise to me, okay? <laughs> That's white noise you to me. You had your own loud movie going music. on in your dream. <laughs> so I fell asleep, right? Uh, I think my wife didn't, so which was a shocker. Normally, it's the other way around. Whenever we see movies, we take turns. But I fell asleep in this. I always remember there's a 97% Rotten Tomatoes and everyone raving about this film. So I was like, you know what? Let's see this again. Let's see if I can stay awake in this one. Yeah. And lo and behold, I fell asleep again. <laughs> <laughs> I right. just finished this movie like 20 minutes ago, folks. That's uh, what I'm that's trying great. to tell you. You're gonna. I was gonna say we're gonna get to the end. You're like, I have no idea. I don't know what happens at the end. Or you just try to talk just, your way out of the end. Be like, yeah, and then uh, you know, Tom Hardy is uh, the king. Yeah, you know that part when things is blowing up. That was crazy. Yeah, I thought you were you gonna know. say, spoiler alert, guys. Come on, don't ruin it for me. I want to see. I want to see this film. <laughs> well, yeah. uh. Let's get into it. But before we do, as always, thank you to everyone who is watching or listening, whether it be on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Hit the like button, comment, share, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you're watching this on YouTube, just go to Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Leave a nice note. It's the least you could do. Come on. <laughs> uh, being mean, mean people, I guess. Um, let's start the movie. Uh <laughs> It starts with news clips telling us that the world ends and, hey, it's because of war. There's a quote at the beginning that says, it's hard to tell who is crazy, me or everybody else. This movie basically (laughs) is about a world of madness. Uh, So he says he's been on the road running before he ends up getting taken, reminding us of the ones he was a protector of, alluding to the previous films with the car and the kids. Uh, Max gets a tattoo with his blood details when he escapes the war, boys, momentarily uh, seeing more visions of those he's let down. James, I always start with you at the beginning because you fell asleep at the end and you're not much good to us there. (laughs) Uh, So this is the world we live in, kind of alluding a little bit, I think, to the old movies, to the Thunderdomes. Uh, but showing us that this is where Max is today. Yeah, no, I mean, and it, it starts right off. And I, I don't, it, let's not bury the lead here. Doesn't he eat like a, a salamander? Like a or, two-headed lizard. Yeah, like yeah. a lizard, right? Protein. 
<laughs> it reminded me of uh, the Nick Cage movie, like this close up on a lizard for a while. <laughs> it might be the same lizard. <laughs> it might be the be. same lizard. Yeah. <laughs> so he's super um, talented. <laughs> it's a lot of work. He's got a he great a good agent. agent. Yeah, he's got <laughs> an agent. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, uh, you know, movies like this. I mean, as anyone knows, this is probably deemed one of the best action films of all time. I mean, after those clippings and him kind of waxing poetic on his situation, his past, his present and all that stuff. I mean, we get straight to the action of him being captured and trying to escape these guys in this adrenaline filled, small space. I guess they're like in a cave or something. Uh, mm -hmm. They're underground. And I don't know. I think they're about to brand him pretty much. And mm -hmm. that's when he gets the strength of 10 men and he's out running them. These guys that look like they're vampires. Um, uh, and and then, you know, he's kicking them and he's seeing these. I think what is is, is he's being haunted by his past as well. Because we keep seeing like a little girl and he hears voices in his head, which I don't know in the original Mad Maxes. Did they use those kind of um I don't know if you call it tropes, but I don't know if they use that. I can't remember. I haven't seen them in a while. They're, I don't think they use those tropes. I think what happened, though, if I remember, mm. like Beyond Thunderdome, it ends with him saving a group of kids. Yeah, and, you're right. And so I think that this is telling us, the viewer, that this is the same Max. It's not a reboot. It's not a new guy. It's the same mm. guy. But something happened, and it, that's why those kids aren't around anymore. Yeah, and I, and I think this is interesting. I know we won't get too deep into furthering it, but this is how they tell us about those kids. It doesn't really, we don't get too expositional about it throughout the film. And, you know, he's not like dour and, you know, talking about, you know, years ago. He doesn't do that. And maybe different filmmakers would have done that. But, of course, uh, George Miller, right? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't have time for that. I think he had been working on this film for years. And he he pretty much, like, stamped his vision on this film. I would say more so than any other one. Um, and, yeah, it just really stuck out, especially those first yeah. 10 minutes. We, we knew what we were uh, in for. Yeah, and Andy, to, your, to going to you here again. Before we get into getting on the road, which is what this movie's all about, just kind of building the world here, we really don't ever find out much about Max. If you haven't seen the old movies, you really don't even know anything about him, uh, and you never learn anything about him. But uh, you just you do find out, like I said in the beginning, he says, "I don't know if I'm the crazy one or if everyone else is." You kind of see this is a, like a world of madness. Everyone in this yeah. movie is kind of crazy. Yeah, like right in the beginning, too. I think he's he's sort of an everyman because I think if he wasn't, if this was The Rock or Jason Statham playing this, I feel like they would run to that cliff and just jump, grab onto that hook, and they would have been out of there. I thought <laughs> right. it was pretty great how you saw the hook. And I, I was even like, oh, okay, yeah, he gets away here, even though I'd seen it before. He jumps, catches himself on the hook, and then it just goes right back. Uh, I got to credit my wife for this. She goes, they all look like Pete Davidson. All the <laughs> oh, <boys."> <laughs> they all look like ladies, man. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, basically. yeah. It's working. I mean, it works <laughs> I mean, for the, the one guy later. So this was is Nicholas Holt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, great performance. For yeah, he's great. Because yeah. I was I was saying, yeah. uh, I was like, what is he in? He looks so familiar because I never look at who the actors are. Anything. He's so familiar. And, and he's like, yeah, he's he's Beast in X Men. Yeah. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? That's the same guy? No. Yeah. And then it, it finally clicks. Like, oh my god, this looks like a totally. 
and I, he's totally different characters, which is what you look for in a, yeah. a great actor is when they can disappear into these characters. But definitely let's get into the meat and potatoes of this movie. <laughs> let's get, this is where it starts when they hit the road. Joe is sending Furiosa to go get some gas from, let me check my notes here. Gas town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he uh, gives it. his people a little bit of water, oh she God. takes a detour and starts driving off the road. Joe finds out Furiosa took his breeders, so mm. he sends his war boys and mad blood bag Max to get her. Furiosa runs through enemy territory while her crew wonders what's going on, and we get a car battle. War boy live lives are literally thrown into explosions at 100 miles an hour across the wasteland before driving into a sandstorm to escape. What a lovely day. Andy, <laughs> this is just pure, like I said before, this is just... Uh, cars and engines and explosions a hundred miles an hour if you're a gearhead you gotta love this movie uh this just opening sequence is insanity i'm gonna say madness and insanity and crazy about a hundred times in this show because that's what this is but this first car chase if you want to call it that uh crazy it keeps upping itself you're like oh that's crazy oh that's crazy oh that's <laughs> even more crazy um but yeah i mean you got the crazy drummers and the the guitar guy is is everything's like in, insane they just take everything and just magnify it by a million um the the breast pump women what, yeah what the heck was that like you're just they're, like they're crazy crazy it's mother's milk. i know <laughs> i just thought that was so gross and weird um but i do i gotta talk about joe that guy is one of the most <laughs> scary villains i've seen in my entire life i don't know he does he he has the oxygen so is he dying i i'm kind of confused but like the way he like drives i like how he's the villain that actually drives his own car i thought that mm -hmm. was cool because there's a lot yeah. of movies where the villain sits in the back and they're not you know mm -hmm. doing anything and uh he's he's all in he's like into the madness as well so he was a very very terrifying villain and i thought Charlize theron is is cast perfectly as furiosa i forgot she was missing uh some of her arm kind of made her even more badass if that was possible mm -hmm. Yeah. And Joe, to your point, looking like a comic book villain who's been on a cocaine bender for about a week and a half. He... Week and a half. Like a week and a half? Three, and a half. three years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. He's just in. Again, looks like just insanity incarnate. Yeah. And this place he lives. Yeah. They're pumping breast milk. They're. <laughs> They're they've yeah. got water they're dumping out of a giant skull. You've got this giant mountain of a man going, Pa, pa, where are they going? <laughs> You've got just this terrifying place. James, the character designs here, the naming conventions, like Furiosa, just incredible. Guzzoline. Yeah, guzzoline is what they what they call it. You know, you're going to get the guzzoline. <laughs> okay, that's not a good, but you get it. Like yeah, guzzoline it sounds like he's using yeah. uh, in what is it? Bullet Bullet Bullets World. Bullet World. Or bullet, bullet Farm. Bullet, bullet Farm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was close. Right. <laughs> bullet Farm and and gas. Yeah, I I will say this, and 
because I don't think the plot and it's a very simple film. Because like I said, for majority, I mean ninety eight percent, they're just driving. Yeah, basically, it's it's basically in, in this truck. They basically um, go from point A to point B, from point B to point A. Point A, yeah. <laughs> With, you know, if you just think about it, if you're just speaking this out loud, it's like, oh, really? Like, we're going to give you millions of dollars for that? But, you know, I will say George Miller's a visionary. And the thing that sticks out probably the most to me as I was watching it this time is like, hey, the costume design, the yeah. set design, the, you know, obviously the action sequences, but like just kind of the visual filming of the film is really what sticks out, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, obviously we have like, you know, we have like kind of these beautiful people, these, you know, I guess immortal, is it immortal Joe? The uh, Iron Immortan, Immor Immortan or Joe or something. It wasn't immortal, but it sounded immortal. Yeah, Immortan oh, Joe. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's got like his harem of women. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, they're he, called breeders. Breeders, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't want to disrespect them <laughs> yeah. um, by calling them a harem. Let me get that right. <laughs> he's got these, you know, beautiful women that are breeders. And they kind of, even the way they talk, it's almost sound, they're very Shakespearean almost. Mm -hmm. um, people don't speak in like long sentences. It's like straight to the point. The dialogue is very kind of crisp. There's not really much wasted dialogue in this film. I can only imagine in the script, Andy and Jack, like it's just all action sequence, like all just action and slug lines and all that kind of stuff. So um, I do like the way the war boys talk, though. They have like a whole dialogue of what like I, I can't think of what does he say later on? Like he says he doesn't say avenge me. He yells witness something. Me. Remember, witness, witness me. me. Yeah, witness I was me. like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's witness that. There's a couple me. other things they say that you're like, oh, okay. They we'll have drive like in Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, the Valhalla. Yeah. You know, they, you know, the they're really leaning that word. Yeah, the I chrome. I don't understand the spray paint. Oh, the chrome. Yeah, yeah. I had to uh, look that chrome? up. It's like some sort of, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's basically like some sort of like drug that kind of like induces them for a quick minute. So, yeah. you know, obviously probably, you know, they're probably all like hooked on that stuff, you know, and it kind of, you know, it's kind of a way like almost like they're huffing paint or mm -hmm. or, you or know, huffing gasoline. Yeah, or huffing. Yeah. Guzzling. Guzzling. Yeah. Uh, so that was the one yeah. thing before we move on uh, is I did because the one thing that stood out to me as far as the dialogue that didn't sit right was everyone talked kind of weird except for uh, Furiosa who talked like she came right out of Los Angeles because everyone yes. else talked like get the gasoline and even Max <laughs> would only say a, like a word or two. Yeah. The, the women, they would all speak like Shakespeare like you said, but she was just like, so we're going to drive the car later and get to the green space. And, and for me, it's like, wait, why is she talking so normally? What's That was the one thing that, that true. didn't sit well with me. She kind of seemed like a human amongst aliens. Yeah. yeah. Even or though, the, the one sane yeah. one, I guess. is. Yeah. I have to add one thing, how loud everything was. I was just thinking, I'm like, they're not very good at sneak attacks. Like if they were trying to like attack another village and be like, oh, yeah, we we heard you. Like ten hours <laughs> yeah, ago, yeah. but how could you sneak attack? It's nothing but desert. They would see they they literally see people coming. They're like, yes, <laughs> That's they're true, driving true. full speed. It's going to take them five minutes to get here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you could really get ready. You're like, I hear the drums and that that Axel guy on the guitar. Uh, I, I hear <laughs> they're the coming. Oh, and I see them twenty miles away. 
Like, is it just I'm terrified, but is it just me or is he shredding right now? <laughs> and even during battle, he doesn't stop. No. He just keeps playing. <laughs> they paid him for the whole it. gig. We paid you for the whole day. Yeah, you might as well just hang out. I got to yeah. play until they say I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they're in such a wasteland. The honey wagon's too far away. He's like, I'm not going to. What am I going to do? Just sit in the lawn chair while you guys film in Video Village? Let me go ahead and shred, baby. And what a you great know. speaker. that Because that's got to be Bluetooth. It wasn't plugged in any power or anything. In the wasteland, you focus on the things that are important, like music. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, so let's let's continue on because we've got a lot to cover here. Max yeah. carries his own personal war boy and finds what looks like a post-apocalyptic bikini car wash. Furiosa uh, <laughs> and Max fight, and the war boy fights, and eventually they form an uneasy alliance and drive away. They start getting chased by the Gastown gang and the Bullet Farmer, and the war boy gets kicked off the war rig as Furiosa meets with some folks. Uh, this is, I guess, where Furiosa had a plan uh, at some point, but we're seeing the uneasy alliance between these, these two. I just wanted to quickly touch base with each of you on this. The, uh, the idea that I like how there's still tension. Like They don't just say, hey, we're, we're both trying to get away. Let's be friends. Uh, there is tension, but also this is where Furiosa shows that she is not the second fiddle. She's the star. Mm -hmm. uh, and James, what do you yeah. take? Yeah, no, it's a good point. And as you said, that fight sequence, I mean, that kind of like, for me, actually, that was kind of one of my favorite parts where I really started getting into it. I yeah. think it's kind of a little, you know, it's, it is what it is in the beginning and certain aspects, but that part, it kind of slows down. And the choreography with him being chained up to uh, uh, Nicholas Holt's character, I can't remember his name right now. And then he's just war boy. Warboy, right? Yeah. So him being chained to him and then Furiosa trying to overpower him because he, I mean, he's probably a lot stronger just being a man and <laughs> Tom Hardy, excuse me. Yeah. Tom Hardy in general is like yeah. stronger than most people, right? Um, so um, her trying to overpower him and having to use her wits and and actually it wasn't like she wasn't even trying to outsmart him that much. That's was like she just went head first. She's mm -hmm. fighting this dude, which I think is just like just like very ballsy. How she's coming at him like a warrior that she is. Mm -hmm. So that was just a great scene. And they're using the chain, they're using the car, they're using the sawed off. And eventually they, you know, they she overpowers him. And the thing I do remember, and maybe I'm wrong, when I first saw the movie, um, the first time I saw the movie uh, for bed um, uh, a few years ago, and this came out, I thought the Uneasy Alliance lasted longer. I know there's the whole sequence with the guns in the truck, which I think is great. The sound yes. design, you know, like he's not even talking to him. He's like pointing to this and they're like having to unload all these hidden guns that he knows mm -hmm. where, you know, mm -hmm. he knows the game. But I feel like their uneasy alliance became easy quicker than I remembered. I thought it lasted longer than that. But maybe I was wrong. Like I said, I wasn't. 100% awake the first time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think I, I think because they do such a good job of getting on the same page out of a necessity because yeah. there is a like look, if we don't work together, we're we're, we're all dead. So Yeah. I think they find that alliance fairly quickly. A little gonna, bit of tension. We don't know yeah. each other completely yet, but the urgency of it is like, yo, we have to work together. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah no, that's true. I like the way uh, Furiosa handled uh, Max taking her her ride, too. Like, she wasn't that worried about it. And then I was even thinking that. I'm like, man, she doesn't seem that worried about him taking the whole rig. And then it's like, nope. 
it's got to be programmed the furiosa and then yeah, she just like catches up, just like walks casually up to him she's like nope <laughs> that that was tense too and she was like look uh we, you gotta take us with you and he's like only you and she's like no all of us and he's like okay well wait <laughs> well you know and i was thinking during that that fight scene is so cool like the stunts in this movie is outrageous it had to be like a stunt person's dream to just be like you get to fly off cars or a nightmare. you know oh, yeah, yeah or a nightmare that's nightmare. true <laughs> well i think you get into it for this kind of stuff but um i was just thinking with the breeders um <laughs> charlie should have taught them some fighting skills because it's furiosa versus max versus Warboy. And those girls could have just jumped in there. I could have seen Zoe Kravitz, you know, you know, getting scrappy and helping her out. But they don't really help her. They're just kind of like, they got a bolt cutter. That's about it. I thought the opposite, actually, in the sense that Mm. I was surprised that they knew how to sort bullets and things like that. Because I'd imagine Mm -hmm. they just lived in that little dome their whole life. And I I was under the impression they were so sheltered, they wouldn't know anything beyond Mm. that little. So, yeah. And that. And the reason, I, and so like when they were like, "Oh yeah, I'll sort the bullets," I was thinking, well, "How do they know how to work?" Like, and they're working on the the car and stuff. How do they know how to do this? They've yeah, they've been sheltered. But I don't, and, of course, I yeah. don't know. Joe maybe actually has a very good learning program, <laughs> <laughs> but no fighting, no fighting. Yeah, the, the, I think the hand to hand stuff. No, and and like I said, is women if they um you know the women girl have bites that... bites someone later though so least, yeah yeah they do stuff and even the pregnant one like hops in and like helps and yeah and at a certain point before obviously you know before she has an issue um later <laughs> an issue yeah, an um issue. yeah it's it's quite an issue but I, yeah I, I see what you mean it's like they're not hot, jumping into the fight but you know what most movies does anyone jump into a fight it's always you know how it goes we can go back <laughs> to Lionheart. Hey, i was gonna say yeah, that. take time <laughs> you've seen someone get beat up then you jump in like <laughs> right. you have to see them cream right, first then us you jump. seven versus you and okay. i'm gonna each of us are going to fight you one at a time. Exactly, <laughs> man. Uh, well, you mentioned no. that she has an issue. Uh, the gang runs away from the Excite Bite gang, who I kind of think were the good guys here because they were the ones that got ripped off in this whole deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah this, those poor guys. This this slows down the. Uh, they slow down the three war parties by blowing up the the pass, but it doesn't stop them. And Team Mad work together pretty well once they get going. Joe says he wants his property, and in the battle, the pregnant one falls to her death while Mm. Max has another flashback. The girls debate whether or not they should go back while Joe is on his way. This is where we finally get a little bit of a breather, it seems, for these guys and and get some character development. Um, The the pregnant one fell to her death. Now there are stakes. I would say once once someone dies in a movie like this, now there are stakes. Now you Mm. know people... If not, everyone's going to make it. And so for me, especially the pregnant one died. This one was kind of gruesome. Uh, I'll just let you guys talk about, I guess, this. Uh, now one of them's dead. Now <laughs> Imper- uh, Joe is very crabby at this point. I think is the word crabby, I think, is what you use. Uh, he lost some of his property. They really trick you, too, with the pregnant girl because uh, she kind of stumbles. Her legs kind of messed up. And then the only time Tom Hardy shows any like kind of like positive emotion, he does like a very... Weird. doesn't he do like a thumbs up for like yeah, yeah he does second. a thumbs up but it looks like, a half weird, like he's never up. done yeah, a thumbs like, up what, before. what do i do <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's never done a you know he didn't even know he had <laughs> this <laughs> what is this i've seen people do this yeah yeah like it was it was actually i thought it was perfect because it was exactly how you, like how you would feel about 
you're on our team, so cool. I don't really care about you. You're kind yeah. of slowing us down, but yeah. whatever. You made it. Yeah. And that's kind of the biggest character development of Mad Max throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he does, like I said, he, he almost doesn't talk. I was going to ask, though, mm-hmm. was this before or after Batman when he was Bane? Because there was a lot of Bane vibes I was getting. From oh, it's Batman. definitely after. Was, uh, the Dark Knight Return, uh, The Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012. Okay. Um, and there I think- was, I remember in the lead up to this movie, there was always talks about that because in a lot of movies after that, you'll have Tom Hardy where you don't see his face all the time. And yeah. he's acting with his eyes. That's kind of a big thing he was known for after Bane, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to say that, Andy. Or- no, I was just thinking that but Joe you know. guy kind of has like a Bane thing going on too. Yeah, but, him too. But I was saying with with him, because yeah. obviously he has the mask in the beginning of this movie, but even his voice and the way he talks was kind of like a Mad Max. You know, I, yeah. I, I, kinda, I was born in the darkness. Yeah, yeah. it's really <laughs> gruff, you know. Yeah. Mr. Wayne, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I know. Well, it was such an iconic kind of role for him. I know there's people to debate about the actual movie Dark Knight Rises, which personally, I love that film. Yeah, um, me and too. I can, I, I would Hot love take. It. Yeah, who doesn't okay. love that movie? I know, I know who doesn't. Well, no, Personally, I, love always, I, love the, I love the, the Godfather. Movie. I don't know. <laughs> Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Well, no, most time when you say Dark Knight, right? And people always point to the Dark Knight, and they get so mm-hmm. caught up in the the Heath Ledger one. But yeah. Dark Knight Rises is a great, um, ambitious. Um, That's fair. Um, film but um yeah with tom hardy here and and th- it's funny you mentioned that i don't really remember the original mad maxes that much but i do remember at least a little bit more in-depth character stuff um um with the mel gibson version and so i was kind of missing that here but obviously you know that's not that's not what this movie is i think we get all of that really from the furiosa character and when this movie came out i think most people were even kind of joking oh this is uh this movie should have been called furiosa mm-hmm. yeah you know cuz it's really about her she's the one with the i don't even know if you say the one with the arc maybe yeah. it could be him as well but i mean the story it feels like it's her story more you so. could theoretically take Mad Max out of this, and the movie's the same mm-hmm. for the most you could. part. You could. Uh, and uh, did I miss like what was so? Spe- why did they call him Bloodbag? Because he had universal like blood. Is that what it was? Maybe so, like, was he O positive? I he, feel like I he, saw that he was O positive when they first caught yeah. him. That's what they were tattooing on him. Was yeah, his? I remember like, that. Vital organs and stuff, but mm-hmm. they were using him because the the main war boy that we we follow in the movie steve he was he was losing he was <laughs> he was low on blood and so they were keeping max originally to literally use as like a blood bag oh that, that's why he was connected with the blood and that's why like when they first bring him out they hang him upside down because he was oh they were really just going to use him as a living, like, hey, we need a donor, so plug. Mm-hmm. Dude, plug that's pretty fascinating. I didn't catch that. That's like a yeah. fascinating, just even that offside story. Did you catch that, Andy? Or, I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I knew, catch it, really. I knew something <laughs> to that effect. I'm glad Jack clarified yeah. it. Because yeah. Yeah, later so, he gives his blood to Furiosa. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. I think, really, yeah. they were just going to use him for organs and stuff for injured war boys. That was what his fate uh, would have been had he not escaped. Hence why when he's, like, kind of getting into all of them and, like, beating the crap out in the beginning. Because I would think, in any other instance, you would kill the guy that tries to get away like that. Hence why they have to hold on to him. He's Yeah. He's he's a little more precious to them. He's a, he's a tool or whatever. Like, right. they need him. Mm-hmm. As uh, opposed I, to- 
I did want to mention before I forget, by the way, some fun little Easter egg. Uh, speaking of the old movies, Joe is played by a guy who was Toe Cutter in one of the original Mad Maxes. Oh, wow. So he was a villain in one of the original Mad Maxes, the same actor. Oh, and wow. they have the same director who I looked up that did all three Mad Max movies, then did Babe, Pig in the City, then yes. Happy but, Feet, and then did this Mad Max movie. <laughs> He did Happy Feet. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What a weird, what a weird arc <laughs> there. <laughs> hey, we saw what you do with Mad Max. Could you take over this movie we're working on called Happy Feet? So uh, War Boy realizes that Joe will never let him into Valhalla, and he starts getting a thing for the redhead. The pregnant girl isn't able to produce a baby, and the bullet farmer starts shooting into the night, so Furiosa shoots his lights and blinds him, making him the scales of justice. Uh, they use a winch to get out of some mud, and Max goes and kills the bullet farmer, and they drive by some dudes on stilts. So <laughs> a lot of weird stuff happens the here. Uh, yeah, this is where some weird stuff happens. Uh, first off, and James, we'll start with you. I like talking to you about mm -hmm. character development stuff. Uh, Warboy, he knows that now he's messed up to the point that he he can't go back to Joe. He's mm -hmm. his blood bag is who killed one of his wives. He failed jumping onto the rig. Mm -hmm. This is where he kind of realizes, like, either I join this group or I'm done. Yeah, and I mean, it's you know, it seems like a, a natural transition for him, and you know, he's kind of, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was kind of a fan favorite, his character. I feel like people would always talk about him. You know what I mean? And you know, probably because it's played by Nicholas Holt. He's like a very likable kind of guy. Like it's a lovely day. Off. Yeah, yeah. It's a lovely day. Yeah, very lovely day. Yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah, that's from the trailer, right? So yeah, um, yeah I, I it's important. It's so it's so great because they need him like to to escape at some point. And I think the scene, it really sticks out to me. I don't know if we've gotten to this, but obviously at nighttime when they have to do the whole thing with the tree and 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 yeah, that's this part. Yeah, and you had to do uh, the whole thing with the tree, and he's helping <laughs> I like they them didn't out. Know what a tree was called? Was, yeah, that, was, that, that thing over there. Yeah. <laughs> right, and the girl's like, the tree oh, thing. tree. Yeah, the tree <laughs> thing. I love it. And like I said, once again, the action sequence of like, you know, he's drive trying to drive the rig, and the tree's like bending, and and you know, it's a beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. night scene you know as these guys are coming for them and shooting at them you know and everyone's expendable at this point he knows he's expendable because even the the i guess the guy that's trying to do the bidding for immortal joe he's shooting at everyone at night he doesn't know what he's aiming at mm -hmm. um, he's literally so blind at one point yeah, yeah he's literally blind shooting <laughs> so, hold up the hold up the flare closer yeah closer. closer it's in front of you ah okay just put a just put a, a blindfold on me and you know put put a piece of sheet around a piece of sheet but that's, around my eyes but that's actually what i thought was cool this time i didn't really catch it the first time but i think mm. what's so poetic about that is this was the bullet farmer meaning he's all about shooting guns mm. and you take his eyes having guns is now pointless if you can't see you, mm. can't, you can't really shoot so that was sort of the worst thing you could have done to him yeah. let me I, ask is blind him yeah yeah that is pretty powerful let me let me yeah. ask you a question about that fella so he takes out his tooth and puts it in a gun and said this is for furiosa that doesn't make sense to you <laughs> <laughs> i just i really wanted to see that i'm like how does he shoot his tooth 
That is one of those things they built up, but then they didn't play out. He did that, and then he never fired that gun, which is like one of the rules of writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was Chekhov's gun, which didn't go off. So that is a problem. Uh, Uh, I like, though, I didn't catch this until the first time, and I got to give a shout out to Emmy for catching this, too. Is I I remember he said, I am the scales of justice. And at Mm. first I thought this was just dialogue from a crazy villain, you know, just Mm -hmm. saying Mm -hmm. random madness. But then she said, oh, yeah, he's blinded, like the scales of justice. Oh, he's wearing the thing and he's holding his arms out with the guns. I was like, wow, he really is the scales of justice. That is a nice, a nice. I would have never caught that. Yeah, no, (laughs) that's really like, oh, he's just crazy. That's what I thought the first time, too. Oh, just Matt, you know, you just say, and my bullets will rain upon my villain. I don't know. You just weirdness. But I am the scales of justice, which Uh, justice is blind. That is fascinating. That's a good find that she had. And then, oh, another thing, too. I love how the girls are. It was a furious. She's like, okay, you only have two left. That's two left. And, you know, I guess Mad Max doesn't have the greatest thing. But it's nighttime. I mean, he's he's like trying to point his gun in like a small light. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a mile or whatever away or half a mile away. And she just like he just hands the gun to her. And she and she like points and she's like, what does she say? Like, don't breathe. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Breathe. Yeah. And that then was, just what a great cool. shot. That was a great kind of like yeah. scene or shot. That was the moment, I yeah. think, in the movie where they physically showed us we are handing over the movie to Furiosa. This mm. is a Furi- this is Furiosa's movie. And, and she deep. kills it. But Andy, I want to talk yeah. to you about from a shooting stand uh, from a film shooting standpoint. I thought this was interesting they set max goes off to go take on the bullet farmer but we don't even see this battle he just comes mm-hmm. back covered in blood uh as a filmmaker tell me about the idea of letting us imply what happened and letting the the viewer's imagination run wild with something like that instead of showing what could have been a really cool scene yeah i think we've seen a lot of really cool scenes so i think having that have him come back with all the blood on him this dragging all the guns i thought was cool actually it kind of reminds me of when we did a history of violence that had that beginning scene where you kind of didn't see what happened and then you just see like some dead bodies in there i think you could visualize crazier stuff than is even on screen so i think that was actually cool and especially when she's like there's blood on you and she's like that's not his blood it's just like yeah. I feel like I turn around and be like, you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't know that exactly. Maybe yeah. Maybe I he... could maybe I could get some help over here. <laughs> and then he cleans himself in some milk. Right. There was uh-huh. another funny point where he says, What is this? Yeah. And then mm. it's mother's milk. He's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. So we find out. I was gonna say when they were going by the guys with the stilts. To me, when they drive out, it was a simple scene, but I thought this that was really cool to build a world because now you're like, these, there's these other guys who live in this world too. Like, what are they doing? What's this thing? It's not just Joe and his crazies. It's mm. these guys live in this world. It, it For me, it built the world a lot bigger very quickly. I don't know if you guys got that, yeah. but it made me go, oh, what are these I guys? would have loved if they just would have did an about face and they go to a town that's very normal and like present like this. And it's like these right. other people are just cosplaying and, you know, right. <laughs> like, you know, like the village. Sorry, spoiler yeah. alert. Like that was right. really real. You know, the Shyamalan film. <laughs> yeah, it's just like totally normal. It's going to a diner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you like some pie? And they're like, what's pie? Yeah, what's <laughs> milk? Milk. <laughs> You have mother's milk here? Yeah. Uh, 
No. We have regular Chocolate, milk. Uh, we have milk. almond milk, um, <laughs> coconut milk. Uh, we've got soy milk for people that prefer that. Mother's. <laughs> Mother's milk. I haven't heard of that brand. Uh, let me go and talk to Jerry in the back. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jer? Do we have <laughs> yeah, Jer. <laughs> so... Uh, as they're driving kind of near the, the end of their journey, the first part of it anyways, we find out Furioso is taken from her home as a child as they roll up on a woman who is bait, but they know Furiosa, so it's all good. We find out that no one in the wasteland is tougher than a bunch of old ladies. Yes. They, they tell her that the place with Love the dudes on the stilts was the green place that they were mm -hmm. going to, but everything got poisoned. This is kind of our all hope is lost moment. Furiosa pitches driving across the salt. And after a vision from the kid again, Max says, no, let's go back and take over the Citadel. And they agree. So Stilts guy, that was once the green place before yeah. it went sour. The crows, right? And the, the crows, crows showed up. I thought that was a cool little... Oh, here's this little thing that we drive by. Like, oh, that's weird and interesting. And then you find yeah. out, oh, no, that dark, evil place was the promised land. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And her reaction, too, of how long she was go gone. What did she say? 7,000 days, not including the days I don't remember. Right. Because she's probably unconscious many days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, God. This is what got me, Andy. And explain this to me because... She says, you know, I was kidnapped. And you're like, oh, so she was made into this role she didn't want to be. And then she gets to the old ladies and they're like, oh, it's you, Furiosa. And I was thinking, you named her Furiosa? I thought that was a joke thing. What kind of crazy name is that? Was I the only one that thought that these all, all these badass females, did they kill the men in their town? <laughs> I mean, in this movie, in general, all the men, aside from Max and, and Steve-O, are like mean like all the men are this like jerks and all the yeah. women are pretty pretty nice so like maybe they just said you know what let's kill these men they're all jerks you know it's funny <laughs> i thought you were making a joke but now you've actually made it pretty logical and makes sense they probably should have killed all the men <laughs> yeah they're all terrible <laughs> <laughs> all the men are terrible and yeah. the women uh are here to save save the earth but they, well, the guitarist, he was cool, I guess. He didn't the really. Is yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't know if he was a man or woman, though. I really don't know. One of them has a bunch of seeds from a different from different plants, which gives us as viewers a little bit of hope. Like, oh, you might be able to start a farm and, and bring life back. Mm -hmm. But it also, James, shows us that the end of the world wasn't so long ago because she mm -hmm. says these used to be everywhere. Which is surprising because I, I think because we like I say, it's hard to separate from the old Mad Max films, which I think the first Mad Max made came out like in the early 80s or mm -hmm. late 70s, you so, know. Yeah. So you think the way that everyone's behaving, that it's been like this, I don't know, 50 years or so, or this or that. But as we've seen in these kind of post-apocalyptic films or, hell, real life <laughs> past year and a half, things can go from zero to 100 pretty quick, right? Mm -hmm. Um you know, like I said, this is a barren wasteland. I looked it up. They filmed this in Africa of somewhere. So, yeah, that once again, if this was like in Seattle, Washington, I don't know if it'd be as barren. There'd probably be, still right. be some coffee shops. Just maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're, you're not, not putting down Starbucks. Yeah, you no, you're not. Or not. <laughs> you might get a cameo from Jack Farmer, too. Right. Shops, yeah. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> right. 
Well, while the barista is making your drink, they also have like a sawed off under the, the counter in case you want to act bad, you know, in case you want to act this, up. It's all yeah. post-apocalyptic and evil, but they're still making little designs on the top of the coffee with the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and they squirt Mahalo. the whipped cream in on your mouth like, like the chrome. <laughs> Tell me about the paint again. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that really that gets them, them going. I, it I'm, does. I'm so confused it that. gets them high, basically. <laughs> like so. just really quickly, like a boost of uh, nitrous. I'll be honest. Yep. I, I, this this is one of those movies where no matter what happened, I just went, okay. Uh huh. That's that's part of it. Ah, still people got it. This is is chrome. It's a slang term used by the war boys. Um, most prominently near death war boys. Oh, the ones that are near death, hence why he has his blood bag, will huff chrome spray paint in their final moments to enter into a dissociative high that would lead <laughs> them on the road to Valhalla. And give them cool chrome colored teeth and mouth. <laughs> That's the main part. End That's quote. The... <laughs> I know what I'm going to be for Halloween. I'm going to be a war boy for Halloween. Right? Chrome oh, on my face. Dude, there was so many. And this is so perfect as we're filming this, you know, around Halloween, literally like right around it. Um, I think when this movie came out, a whole bunch of people were dressed up as the characters. Like I said, this is like a perfect cosplay Halloween costume oh, type yeah. film. Uh, especially with the rocker, the doof, the doof warrior. I looked him up. Iota the doof warrior. That's what they his call him. name is Iota the doof warrior. <laughs> that is the best name of any character ever penned in history. <laughs> Iota the doof warrior. Right. Oh, well, I think God, Iota might so actually cool. be his real name, so I could be oh, wrong. Okay, Iota's his real name, but nope, the doof warrior nope, is his nope, character. Nope. His name's Iota the doof warrior. I don't care. <laughs> the girls had shit. great uh, names too. There's like, wasn't one of the girls is called splendid yeah capable <laughs> yeah you had one called fragile so they decide to go back and take over the citadel it's carmageddon and we've got cirque du soleil friday the 13th masks <laughs> we've got bad guys winning until max makes joe shoot gas town's mayor and furiosa starts running people off the roads and the fire guitarist starts to slap the bass rictus and max duke it out and furiosa rips off joe's face rictus pulls the engine out of a war rig and we witness the war boy sacrifice himself to clog the pass and max finally tells us his name they ride into the citadel showing that joe is dead and give water to everybody but max doesn't stay with them he stays true to his word and he finds his own way uh this is one of those final battles where going into it, you're like, I don't know how they're topping what they've done already. <laughs> yeah. But boy, howdy, did they <laughs> save some gas in the tank for this final fight as, uh, yeah, you've got the guys on the stilts doing the back and forth thing. That was cool. Picking people out. You've got a chainsaw fight. I feel like I could write notes forever on just these different things they were doing. That was like, this is ripped off Joe's face. Joe's <laughs> face was a real line, and by the way, not the craziest thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting too is like you see, like especially in comedies, they do like a road trip, and it's like all the stuff that happens to them on the way to the place, and then like all, there's never the return trip. And I always, as, as a viewer, I kind of want to see the return trip, but it is true. Like any trip you go on, typically the way back is kind of lackluster. So I thought this was pretty great that they did say, no, we're going to show you the way back even crazier than the way there, which I thought was 
really, really awesome. Because, yeah, they could have definitely just been like, hey, and then they got back. They kind of like passed everybody. I, I, there's this part of me that just had terror in the idea of you're in the war rig and you think the girls are safe. But the idea of these guys coming in on the stilts and sort of swinging over and just grabbing people and pulling them out. Yeah. Uh, what a visual. Yeah. What a just a thing as a viewer. You could feel the, oh, my God, I'm not safe in the front of this thing. Mm -hmm. yeah no definitely i mean this you know along with like it's a lovely day and all that stuff you think about set pieces in a film right so there's set pieces in a script that'll make it into a trailer um because this is what brings people to the theater right like to go see a movie so like i say you're seeing all that madness uh <laughs> with the stilts and you know the guy that sticks out to me uh rictus erectus like the <laughs> big strong man child right because even when he <laughs> His his a baby brother. brother. Yeah, and he, he was, was perfect in every yeah, way. Yeah, it's like this dude here. You know, someone that's that much of a meathead and that prison ripped. Yeah, can't be intelligent too. <laughs> yeah. The uh, by the way, fun fact. Speaking of uh, that, those guys is in the movie Troy. Uh, the guy that Brad Pitt stabs in the neck real quick in that one scene where they're like. Scene. Oh, He's, like in the beginning. Yeah, that's like, Rick. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. Oh, I can see. Okay, that he did look familiar. Yeah. Okay, he, yeah. Uh, he was fast when he uh, Brad Pitt like disposed of that guy. Like you're thinking like, oh, he's about to this is about yeah, to be a real right. tough fight, and he just kind of like does like a little side swoop jump. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of I, course. Yeah, I, we know he, Andy remembers. He was Rictus was dazed by Brad Pitt's. <laughs> yeah, I mean thighs, exposed thighs, hair, <laughs> everything. Andy had to change his underwear after that scene. <laughs> that was just the first ten minutes. He told his I'll girl, right "He's like, I'll be right uh, back." <laughs> but I want to talk about just how like. I love how this movie's like, let's just go over the top with everything. Mm -hmm, yeah. no, nothing's off the table. And just the visual of Rictus saying, hey, I got to stop this car. I'm just going to rip, rip the, engine the engine right oh, out of the hood of the car. As he's like, as the flames are still coming up, and he's Rah! Yeah. What a monster <laughs> of a human being that guy was. <laughs> Uh, and it felt kind of sad seeing the war voice say, witness me one last time. Yeah. yeah. Saving everybody. Yeah, it was kind of deep. Yeah, him saying, witness me. And it's because, yeah, at that point, yeah, he's, he's a fan favorite. And so to see, but he did that to help them out. Because I'm assuming weren't there other like vehicles behind his or something. Yeah. It also kind of stopped the all the people chasing them and like freed them. So someone has to sacrifice himself. So we lose war boy and we lose the pregnant uh, breeder, yes. <laughs> you know. Yes, uh, but this final scene again, I guess, uh, yeah. and it felt to me like they had plans for a sequel the way they had Mad Max leave and mm -hmm. Furiosa yeah. take over the Citadel. Everyone's yeah. happy. Everyone gets water. Uh, let's get to some final thoughts here. Andy, any just kind of closing thoughts on this movie and how they wrapped it up? And would you see a sequel? Could they do a sequel? Could they top this? I think you could do these like you could keep doing these over and over because you just say Mad Max and then you just put him in a crazy world again. Like, I wonder if the sequel would have Furiosa or if she would have her own kind of movie, because uh, I think yeah. it seemed like he was leaving. So maybe we would see him in another adventure with like new characters and stuff. And I'd be mm -hmm. on board for both. I'd be on board for the Furiosa movie. I'd be on board for Mad Max new adventure mm -hmm. beyond beyond Thunderdome. I would yeah. that out. And I wanted to jump in. That, and that was a big thing. You got to remember, it took years for George Miller just to even make this movie. But it was such a big hit. And I think you were trying to jump on it. But films like this don't get made like two years later. You you, you can right. see there's so much. But there is a Furiosa 
a prequel that's going to be coming out. It's slated mm. to come out in either 2023, 2024. Um, and, and the big thing with Furiosa, because of the arm and stuff, I could be wrong, but she was supposed to be a breeder for Immortal Joe, but she was mm. barren, so she couldn't have children. Mm. And at that point, she then became one of his top warriors. Mm. Um, you know, and so, but so we're going to see her origin story, and she's going to be played by Anya Taylor Joy. Mm. um who's, queen's who's gambit. yeah queen's gambit the the masterful performance there mm. so that's gonna i mean you imagine she almost could you could see her looking a little bit like a younger Charlize theron uh, i was thinking you know, about Charlize in this in this movie and just in general yeah. her acting career is there anybody more well-rounded than her i mean she's she can play comedies like she's doing this action stuff she's mm -hmm. been in dramas like She's won an Oscar. Like, I just feel like I, I couldn't think of anybody that could possibly do this and the rest of the stuff that she does. She's just she's so great. Yeah, she's, oh, yeah, she's great. She's incredible. Yeah. And I've always said this is what I love about this movie is just how I, this is going to be a bit of a hot take. Like, I, lo I love that she's is awesome, but it doesn't feel like one of these force fed. Mm -hmm. This is this doesn't feel like a women's empowerment movie, but you definitely see a bunch of badass women kicking a ton of ass throughout this whole movie yeah and, yeah. and old women. take it over yeah and old women to yeah the old women are like badass like yeah love those older ladies yeah who have all that wisdom and like and you know just like go for it you know yeah yeah, yeah. even that one that like she's she dies but she's got the smile on her face because mm -hmm. she was just wrecking dudes before she <laughs> yes was, she yeah that's the way to go uh, I will yeah, say dude. this is my hot take too. I don't want a prequel. I want to see what happens next. Let me know. Mm, yeah. I want to see what happens next. What's the next part of the story? Don't yeah. Don't go backwards. Go forward. This isn't memento. This is real life. This <laughs> yeah, is... I agree. I want to see what happens. Uh, I but know. I was gonna say yeah. after in this day and age, five years have gone by. You have to reboot now, right? And the, the way I... we we do these wor this world now. Probably. I mean, I know they were trying to work on a Furiosa with uh, um, Charlize Theron. But another thing, too, as much as we enjoyed this, this was not an easy film to shoot. Uh, there was a lot of tension on set. Supposedly, uh, Charlize Theron and um, Tom, uh, Hardy. Tom Hardy, they were kind of at odds a lot in this film. But, you know, they obviously like worked together. But it was, you know, it was almost very methody how they were kind of, you know, foes against each other or foils initially before working together so i think it probably wasn't an easy shoot uh supposedly okay. um i'm not saying that's the reason why but you know as you said five years later and you know what do most you know studio i think there's a warner brothers film what do most one studios want to do they want to skew younger if they can mm -hmm. right so who is anya taylor joy kind of like a new it girl you know uh, you know a younger version and from there I'm assuming if they do that prequel, it does well. Then they make maybe a series from that movie. I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking off the top of my head if that's how the studio execs are looking. I right? mean, it'll yeah. be great. I just want to see what happens yeah. next. That's, yeah. That's my only – I mean, I'm just being selfish. I'm sure it'll be great, and I'll love it. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I get worked up about these kind of movies. But uh, <laughs> I, lo I, love, I love bad action. I, not bad, but I love, I love silly action over the top action. It's my favorite stuff. But, yeah, listen to the movie. Yeah, now. it is tough. Like the last two movies we did are – three i guess because world war z i think as well like it seems like they were setting you up for the sequel edge of tomorrow seemed like it was setting you up for a sequel and so did this one so yeah, yeah. marvel don't set though. us up like that marvel no. is like look if you can't do sequels like us don't even try mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah uh they so set the bar high so kevin yeah. bacon andy yeah 
So uh, you mentioned this movie earlier. Uh, the Revenant was in the same year, yeah. right? Mm. With Tom Hardy. Uh, Tom Hardy was in. He was in the Revenant oh, with right. Leo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Leo DiCaprio is in one of my favorite movies, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Brad Pitt was in Sleepers with Kevin uh, Bacon. I thought nice. you were going to say Rictus was in Troy with. Uh... <laughs> oh, ah, <laughs> you, you know, no, I you're going to say I do these. Weird, he uh... did hand that to you. That was an assist, Andy. So I do these off the top of my head, and then like before we started the show, I'm like. I, I wonder if Charlize Theron was in a movie with Kevin with Bacon. Kevin and she, Bacon. And she was. Oh, oh was she? There, there's some movie. I've, I never heard of it, though. It's called Trapped. So Charlize oh. Theron is in Trapped <laughs> with Kevin Bacon. But I felt it, like our viewers aren't going to appreciate yeah. that. It feels a little weak when you use a smaller movie that no one's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Trapped sounds like one of those movies on Hulu. Like, if you've got nothing <laughs> to, yeah. to find, like, you're going into the deep recesses. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you're really desperate to find something. You have to look at genres on Hulu. <laughs> so that means that does it for 2015. We're going to wrap yeah. it up here. 2016, next week. We're going to get a little cartoony. We're going to Sausage Party, <laughs> a movie I've never seen before. James, this might knock Safe safe House off the, uh, what a quick turn. the list. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> should be fun. Uh, then, Andy, we got 2017. What are we doing for that? We're going to go with uh, the thriller Get Out. Get Out. Mm. That Halloween will be kind of in the rear view for recording after this because that would have been a good Halloween movie. But yeah. Doesn't matter. We keep on rolling. Then we go into 2018, James. What do we got lined up? Well, you know me. I love dramas and action. But I was like, let me let me lend my hand to a comedy film this time. So anyone that's a fan of Ozarks knows that Jason Bateman is known for his comedy chops before yeah. the drama. And we're going to watch Game Night. Oh, oh I'm nice. so excited. I actually. Yes. Dude, Have so you seen weird. it? I, yeah, I looked up yeah. movies and I was wondering what you were going to pick. I'm like, I hope he picks Game Night. Game Night. And, and oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was between that and like some other stuff. But there was a lot of like more like serious dramas that came out then. Yeah, that movie's um, great. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. Told we, we go through phases in this show where <laughs> like it'll be a certain type of movie and I think we're getting into the, the silliness here. Well, but... Mad Max yeah. the Sausage Party is just hilarious to me. <laughs> Especially if you watched them like back to back. I like I said I haven't seen Sausage Party. I hope it's funny. I hope it works. Uh, I've already got a big miss swinging a miss on my record. I don't want another one. <laughs> so that does it for us. Thank you to everyone who's watched uh Andy, where can the world find you online? Uh, I'd like people to find me at Dead Body Movie as of right now. We got Attaboy. Uh, films coming out this week at the Soho Film Festival. So uh, check out uh, at Dead Body Movie on Instagram. And how can people see it? Like if, if I want to watch it virtually, because one of the millions of listeners of the show, viewers <laughs> of the show, who is incredibly international, if I'm an international uh, yeah. fan of this show, how do I find it? How do I you're gonna stream be able to, it? You're going to be able to stream it a couple times this month. But first off, just go to SohoFilmFest.com and there'll be uh, like a schedule and you can just click on it and start watching as of November 4th. And James, how about you? Nice. Where can we find you online? You know what? You can find me in at Dead Body Movie. Um, <laughs> I make an appearance in the film. Uh, come holler at your boy. It's, <laughs> it's uh, high jinx and sues. Um, yeah, and I do a little acting in that film. Yeah, and you, 
you can find me at Dead Body Movie <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. I do. I do no acting. I play myself. No, I. <laughs> I, uh, I, you I play, play Rick Fit. I, I play about as little acting as you can do in the movie, and still count. So, uh, but I'm excited for it. Yes, check yeah. it out. It's gonna be a fun movie. I love it. I'm so eager and excited for everyone to get to see it uh, again. Soho International uh, Movie Festival, uh, November fourth. Yeah. That does it for us. We will see you guys next week. Watch Dead Body. Then watch Sausage Party. Then go. watch Dead Body again and tell your friends <laughs> about it. We'll oh, yeah. see you guys next time.